My name is Talilo Morfield, and I am um, the executive director and co-founder of Ascending Flow, which is a nonprofit organization um, that was started in Klamath Falls, Oregon. Um, and today, I'm, I'm working on bringing a youth center to 122nd. It's looking very promising. Um, just checked out the building, working on the contracts, and um, getting ready to choose people to train to to mentor these kids um, and I've been doing youth work um, for about eight years now I started in 2011 when I got out of prison um, all my family was in the Philippines and I didn't have nobody um, a part of me didn't want to make friends either I was just on my solo tip and trying to change my life and uh, Outside in gave me a a place to stay. I was first at uh, transitional housing at the shoreline. When you get out, they give you a place to stay for a couple months, and you got a curfew and stuff. Um, and then eventually, I transitioned to outside the frames transitional housing program, and then from there, uh, did an internship as a mentor through the Rise program, which focused on. <laughs> which focused on uh, mentorship through, <laughs> oh, excuse me, which focused on mentorship through drug and alcohol addiction, um, because I relate to that. I've, I've had a history of meth use and um, uh, prescription pill abuse and drinking and coke and all that shit. I did all of it, you know. Heroin too, heroin was the only one that I didn't really get addicted to, thank God. But anyways, I had the, I had that relatability, and then I while I was while I was interning there, um, I did like a three month internship. Um, the Rice program also gave me a, a studio uh, apartment at the Madrona in Northeast or North Northeast. Um, it's kind of on the cusp, right next to the Rose Quarter, before it was the Moda Center. Um, and once I got that place, um, I started going to college uh, because it was hard for me to get a job uh, with tattoos on my face and three felonies. It was it was hard for me to shake um, that stamp on me. They make it difficult for anybody getting out of a negative lifestyle to do good, and that's something that infuriated me. It, it, it uh. I almost gave up many times, and I could have went back to prison multiple times um, because of that that weight on me. Anyways, uh, you know, shout out to Outside the Frame and Outside In. Outside the Frame is a nonprofit organization that teaches video work to houseless and marginalized youth. And I went through that program when I got out, and while Outside In was giving me shelter and you know clothing and food and access to to jobs like I, I got my first job as a mentor and then I had a job at, at Virginia Wolf working with dogs and uh, they, they they helped me believe in myself and made me feel like I was capable but outside the frame outside the frame made me feel like my story mattered and I told that story when I got out I was a little bit more religious when I when I got out of uh, prison um, 
now now my mind is a lot more universal but at that time i i created a a piece um that allowed me to get in the oregonian and allowed me to rap in front of 700 people at a sold out show and um um, record at KBU for the first time. It was like one of my first recordings. I mean, I recorded many other times in like, you know, uh, closets and stuff like that from Utah to Cali to Southern Oregon and stuff, stuff like that. But uh, I never was like in a in a radio station, and I was like, wow, this is so dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that experience allowed me. It kind of catapulted me to to do other things like start a band and start an entertainment company and throw shows and I threw a show at Pioneer Square and like um, opened up for all these famous artists and 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 dropped music videos left and right and I just I just started catching buzz and and uh for for the past eight years I've been very consistent at community work and working for organizations that focus on mentoring uh kids like I, I mentor through up and over where I go into um high schools elementary schools middle schools and talk about my life and share my testimony and and then share my talent and and and, and let them know that they're worth it too you know and and talk about these things that, that are hard to talk about you know what I'm saying like like depression and anxiety and and suicidal ideation and also connecting it to the the oppressive culture that we live in the oppressive society that we live in um and yeah it's a trip man i've 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 wrapped in front of um kids at juvie um at donald d long mclaren um all over the place i i wrapped at a a women's ju- juvenile facility um and mentor kids that were homeless, mentor kids in the education system to step up, mentor kids through music, through my voice music, um, and mentor kids through video through Metro East and the Get Real program. And uh, I've had I've had a lot of experience with with just helping inspire people, you know, connecting with people where they're at, and then inspiring them and reflecting that despite their situation, despite what they couldn't control, despite all the traumas that they have been through, that they can rise above it and they can find and awaken the genius that is with them since the day they were born. So I'm a walking testimony with that. And uh, I feel like as a hip-hop musician as well, I have a responsibility to educate and connect and uplift. Um, Because... More than anything, I feel like in every generation, there is a need for people, a remnant of people, to stand up and, and, and say something real. And uh, to, to remind people of their humanity, to remind people to feel, to remind people to, to believe in themselves and to come together, you know? Um, yeah, and... and a lot of my experience in Portland allowed me to open a youth center in, in Klamath Falls. And I have some history in Klamath Falls. My mom has lived there for a very long time. Um, and my roots go back to Cali and in the Philippines, too. But Klamath Falls was like a pivot point for me that bridged the gap from, from southern Oregon to Portland. And I've been in Portland for 
12 years. Uh, recently, I, I left two years ago to help my mom with a case. She got sexually assaulted. Um, so I was there to, to help her uh, with the trial and all that stuff. Um, and also just to just help her in general. I haven't been around my family for 12 years. I stayed away on purpose. I stayed away because I knew that I needed to grow away from them to the point where I could come back and not be a nuisance and not be troubled because the way that I grew up was very stressful to my family. Um, I was a very, very wild and just, just rebellious kid. Um, and we'll get into that later, but um, yeah, so... So when I went to Klamath Falls, I, I unintentionally, well, intentionally, but I didn't plan to start a youth center, you know? I seen a need, I, I envisioned myself as a kid in that city, and I realized how toxic that city is. That city is labeled last in health and wellness. It's a pivot point for drug trafficking, sex trafficking. A lot of gangs come up from California and all over the place. When they hit Oregon, they either hit Medford or, or Klamath Falls, and Klamath Falls is is, 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 is a known town for a lot of meth, um, a lot of oppression on the tribal community and Mexican community and, and our Hispanic community and Asian community. It's predominantly white. And for those that, you know, that take up the small percentage of, of color, uh, beef with each other, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it, it was crazy to, uh, you know, be in that environment again, uh, and 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 reminisce and also you know it wasn't it wasn't good for my mental wellness to be down there without something to do community wise because after being in Portland for so long I was used to doing community work you know so for me being a Filipino um, Filipinos are naturally resourceful and we survive and I felt like I tapped into that when I was down there Right when I got down there, a pistol went off through my mom's store. Someone robbed the store, found a pistol, shot it off, um, and it got on the news and all that stuff. And it made me a little paranoid because I felt like people were targeting me and targeting my family um, that had connections to do with her ex and also uh, the dude that sexually assaulted her because the dude was um, very influential in that town. So anyways... Um, a part of me was very paranoid in that town and very uh, introverted and that 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 usually isn't me you know so um luckily i met my uh, beautiful partner and i had an idea of starting a youth center down there and we did it we we started a youth center we served 23 kids um i had eight mentors we were very successful because of the way that we trained them and we just hired real real motherfucking people that can relate and be authentic with the kids and 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 it, it was beautiful it was beautiful and another thing is that we also I took my experience from Portland with all these nonprofits and I seen something missing and the number one thing that I seen missing was that mental wellness wasn't focused on that wasn't the number one and music and arts were not connected to mental wellness and then connected to grades in that sense no in ascending flow we don't focus on grades right away um, we only focus on grades if that's what they want to focus on. You feel me? Like the most important thing in ascending flow is to connect with the individual, meet them where they're at, help them find a passion, focus on that, and then ask them what they want to do in their life. 
and it breaks down into four elements. We got fire, and this was inspired by hip hop, and um, hip hop plays a big role in in who I am as a person. Um, and we'll get into that later, but um, there's four elements: fire, earth, water, and wind. Fire stands for passion. Water stands for the mental relationship, someone who is uh, adaptable and that can meet a person where there's at and help help them grow and have compassion for that individual and empathy for that individual. Earth is for staying solid, um, you know, uh, learning self-defense, taking care of your body, meditating, um, knowing yourself, getting grounded, eating healthy, teaching those things to these kids. Um, and then the last, the last thing would be air, and air would stand for knowledge or wisdom, and that can translate to academics, um, but that's not the main focus. And because we have this elemental board and we focus and, and we make it attractive through graffiti and arts and hip-hop and music and beats and boxing and all this stuff, and, and it's very attractive to the kids to be like, yo, what is that, you know? I wanna go there, that place is cool. So we, we attracted kids. And um, the majority of them went from F's to A's. Imagine that. You, you focus on a kid with mental wellness. You don't judge them. You meet them where they're at. You understand, um, you understand that the most important thing is to connect with that youth. And then their grades go up. <laughs> it's a trip, man. I felt like we figured it out. So. Um, and this doesn't mean that a kid doesn't struggle. This doesn't mean that it doesn't fluctuate. This doesn't mean that, you know, uh, a kid is not, uh, you know, doesn't have times of, of, of doubt or it's, it's definitely an up and down uh, battle, just like it is with all of us, you know, peaks and valleys, you know. But the most important thing is that they have somebody that knows them, that they trust that they can open up to. Because if they don't have that and they go through that stuff, the, the chances increase for them of dying early. And it, that's just real. Whether it's an overdose, whether it's suicide, whether it's they, they make a mistake and now they're in prison, you know? Or they're in juvie until they go to prison, you know what I'm saying? So we have a lot of case studies and a lot of uh, experience in, in, and we've seen a lot of things um, in our youth to, to show the statistics um, of what the program's like when it shut it when it shut down, and that's what happened with the program. Our third party biller left, and it shut down. Uh, ascending flow. Um, and we still try. We still tried. I still got a building in Klamath Falls, but it, it's kind of in limbo right now. We're kind of waiting for to see what happens to the person that let us in that building because they might not even keep the building and we don't have money to fund it. I've done everything. We've done everything we've, we could to, to save the organization, reaching out to the tribes, reaching out to um, the city council, the local CCOs, putting it in the news, doing fundraisers, making a GoFundMe, reaching out to the state um, and nothing. So after my mom's court case, me and T decided, and that's my partner, me and T decided to come up to Portland. We are going to come back anyways because I got a lot of music out here to do, but um, we figured that we would bring the idea of Ascending Flow with us. And we've been back for three months, and already someone has seen the worth and the potential in this program. Shout out to Angel for, you know, Angel's on our board. She's the director of Folk Time. They do behavioral health uh, mentoring 
um, or I think drug and alcohol um, prevention or whatever um, in Portland and she she plugged us with Luke Dwarf and Luke Dwarf is looking at contracting with us so it's a blessing because we get fully funded out here we we build wealth out here through the billing of insurance through a third party which allows us to focus on the peer mentoring and not have it be clinical find a way to sustain ourselves up here and then we funnel money down to Klamath Falls to serve the kids down there because my heart is with those kids down there I built with them for two years you know I don't want to leave them behind so um, we're doing what we can right now um, let's see yeah that's uh, mainly I'm mainly I'm I am a, I'm I look at myself as a vessel um, you know I have a lot of roots in Portland I've done protests with uh, a lot of the Filipinos here. I used to be a part of an organization called P-Chirp, which fights for the national democracy in the Philippines and uh, uses the influence in America to help the struggles that go on in the Philippines because it's interwoven um, in terms of uh, colonialism and how that has affected the Philippines. Um, so I'm in the streets, man. I'm in, I'm in the streets on May Day with all the immigrants I'm in the streets when shit goes down and, and you know, I'm a, I'm a community member. I'm, I'm there when the community comes together and I can be, you know, because I believe in the power of people and I believe that, you know, it, it seems impossible to break down this system that has been there for years. But there are so many other people that I've looked up to throughout life that have shown me that when we come together, things change. And I believe in that to the fullest. Um, I'm also from RLM. Um, RLM stands for Real Life Music, Real Life Mentor, Real Life, Real Life. Uh, it stands for Realism. And RLM, I started it as an entertainment company with my boy Aaron Miller around 2013, and we curate, curated a lot of shows here um, in Portland. The the one that we're really known for is the one that we did at Pioneer Square for the homeless youth after the Blue Monk incident happened. Um, Portland PD was looking at hip-hop as a bad thing, and we wanted to flip the script on them and be like, look, it ain't bad, man. It ain't all bad. You can't just, you can't just look at hip-hop and, and put it in under, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just look at one part of hip-hop and say all of it's 